Hi, this is Bobby Ryan of the Detroit Red Wings, and you are listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mack, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 82 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my newly vacationed co-host, Nick Manella. It's good to have you back, buddy. I'm not going to lie. We missed you last episode. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. I am very, very exhausted right now, uh, not running on a lot of sleep over the last week, but um, yeah, I had a I had a wonderful trip. It was great to go and celebrate my cousin's wedding and uh I, if anyone saw any sort of you know photos from the wedding you know that we had a lot of fun so it was good. a good time good time good you deserved a little break um, yes before we talk about your trip a little more in depth because i know that there's some juicy juicy stuff in there i just want you to know and i don't think that you i've really explained to you like fully in depth with proper wi-fi how how much mac and i grinded last week after we recorded to get that episode up, I give you all the respect in the world. It is a process. No, it's it's a trip, man. And it is, it is not easy. And we, I want you to know that we appreciate you. I know that you. it's kind of like an unspoken thing. You just edit it. You throw it up. You're like, Harry, it's up. Go do your thing. I'm like, all right. Last week was like two monkeys with a screwdriver and like a bolt of lightning trying to make like a toaster oven work or something. It was horrible. <laughs> But we did it. I don't know how, but you we guys, got lucky. You guys did do it. I was very proud. Yeah. That so. was an excellent analogy. Yeah. Thank you. And, and were you proud and surprised or just proud? <laughs> no, I had faith in you guys. Uh, buddy, you should not have because after most of the steps to do it weren't too, too difficult. But once you had to start using the Adobe stuff, I think Mac and I were like, well, we're fucked. Like this is just is what it is. <laughs> well, there's just, there's a lot of layers to it and stuff too. Yeah and connecting them all and, and whatnot it's and all the stuff you never thing, like you can't go to the next thing yeah. properly and i had my laptop um running like eight different programs while sharing my screen with mac on zoom and it <laughs> legitimately sounded like a nascar race yeah i was well, like it's so so cool. funny too is like we we almost couldn't get it like nothing was loading and then harry was like all right maybe if i stop sharing my screen and then it went like that because oh okay it was yeah. just like too much for the computer to handle yeah. yeah i'm not a tech guru but uh on off button and stop sharing screen that's my language so yeah, yeah. exactly uh nick do you want to tell the the listeners where you were i think we mentioned that you were in aruba last episode but any any good stuff down there uh, a lot of good stuff down there, man. So yeah, as I mentioned, I went down for my cousin's wedding. We had like a group of like, I think it was like 40 people that were there for the wedding. And it was on Saturday. We flew down on Thursday. And most people on the trip stayed until like Wednesday or Tuesday, at least. So um, like we had a whole squad just ripping up the Renaissance Resort at um, in Aruba. And it was it was so sick. We had great weather the entire time. Got to do some fishing in there. Got to haul in some barracuda and some tuna. So great fishing trip. Um, did have some people on the boat get sick. Um, not going to lie. I never get seasick ever. And after I pulled in a tuna, I slammed a Gatorade on an empty stomach right back up. Oh, yeah. Oof. Right yeah. back up. Yeah. It happens. It was one of those like one and done, you know, where you just kind of like, let's get this over with. I, I knew as soon as I did it, I was like, that was a mistake. 
but it was yeah. still a ton of fun. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, it um, was that and probably the about like, you know, 90 beers to that point that I had consumed over the course of like the three days leading up to that. But <laughs> I think I think you mean zillion beers. Yeah, it was just about that. So um, you told me to remind you, you have like three different rants. Is that I do. On, is that on air or is that off air? Oh, uh, no, I have like six for off air. But for on air, I have three that I can I can talk about. So you go off. Um, of course, because it's me any situation I deal with, I just get like the worst of humanity thrown at me all the time. Always. Uh, that's just my luck. And of course, with my rage, you know, who knows how that's going to go. So um, people that clap when the airplane lands. Yeah. Go, Fuck that. It's no, so it's, stupid. it's the it's stupidest so... thing in the world. And also I'll one up you when yeah. people, when it lands and they stay, please stay seated. Yeah, and and they, everybody stands. Yeah. I'm like, where do you think you're going? You're not yeah. getting anywhere. No, it's ridiculous. Or you get the like the jackass from like row 15 seat B who's like, oh, time to get off the plane now. And like, you know, sprints off the damn plane and yeah. that and the people that wear their neck pillow through the airport. I just want to like take it off and just like slap you in the back <laughs> of the head. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those, That's great. Yeah, those yeah. are two and, excellent travel <laughs> observations. Yes. And like I'm like I'm very fortunate that I've been able to travel a lot at such a young age. So. I'm like a machine when I get to security. Like by the time I walk up to get that little annoying plastic bin that never comes out the right way and you have to shake it a billion times, like my shoes are off, my phone is out, my wallet's out, my Apple watch is off, my laptop, if I'm going with it, is out and in the tray already. And I'm boom, in, out through security, done 30 seconds. So when Bonnie and Donnie, you know, old man mustache and his wife are, you know, going up there in their Hawaiian shirts on their tropical vacation. And they're like, take, she's taking off like pieces of jewelry and he's and he like, goes through it and he comes back. He's yeah. He's taking off his belt, belt. <laughs> taking off the belt and taking off like, the, you know, the boat, the boat shoes that have something metal on them that he forgot. I like, that's when my eyes start to cross and I'm like, Oh my God, this is it. This is it. But this is it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, t do you have TSA? Pre the pre-check thing i yeah. don't but typically i can get around and through quick it's, enough to the point that i don't need it this goes for you and um anyone else who's listening who you know if you travel a lot um you can get it for i think 80 dollars, and it lasts for five years right so, we yeah. had it for a while just because my dad used to travel that. so much for work yeah. but uh we didn't for that's this smart. trip i should get that honestly. yeah you travel enough that that's worth it for sure yeah, no, it's 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 a lifesaver. Um, I, I got it for like work, like right before the, the pandemic. But you literally just go to like the closest like TSA room. They take your thumbprint. They do a background check or whatever. And then, bam, you're done. 80 bucks yeah. for five years. It's worth it. I will say this. The one part of um, like, you know, like traveling internationally, customs always sucks. Customs was awesome this time. And when you come back from Aruba, you actually declare U.S. customs in Aruba. So you don't have to do it after you get off the plane. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 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 Well, good. Glad that you had a, uh, a good trip. I, I think your rants are justified. And Thank you. I, you've probably already heard Mac talk, but I'm going to toss it across to Margarita Mac, the big OT winner. Everybody on the roller hockey team's thanking Margarita Mac for that plus 310 bet. Uh, how are we doing, buddy? <laughs> thank you thank you thank you um yeah i'm doing well uh that that bet i really i have no explanation other than just i i just got one of those gut feelings but that's always what they say are the best bets so exactly um 
Yeah, I also did, I didn't expect you to tweet verbatim what I had sent you, but that was pretty <laughs> it, funny. It broke and, our uh, all-time favorites uh, record, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just glad that it actually hit <laughs> after something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I could copy well, paste and bam, <laughs> she was yeah, out there. Yeah, it was word for word. But dude, the, the snaps or like the Instagram stories of like that baseball mascot running around <laughs> that you were like filming the other day, I was dying. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give a, a brief explanation there. I was at um, a Kenosha Kingfish game. Um, now this is a minor league ball club, and they're not even affiliated with like a major league club. They're just like a it's almost like a summer league for like college prospects to like play in just so they can like stay in like good top shape. Um, but anyway, we go down, it's like 14 bucks for front row seats, and um, yeah, it's a it's a nice little field. I don't know if you guys have ever been to like a minor league game anywhere before but it was a really classic like minor league experience where they're doing all kinds of shenanigans between every half inning because they need to pay the bills and they need to get a sponsor in there every five seconds uh but the best part was obviously this fucking mascot guy and he was not only a baseball but a fish like his head was this yellow fish <laughs> head but it had seams on it so uh. he was also a baseball uh. and uh the best thing was that and this is every home game they do this uh to deliver the ball for the first pitch to the pitcher he comes flying in on a zip line from left field but it's a janky zip line at a minor league ballpark so he doesn't come like zooming in and it's oh, all God. sick he's like like kind of like sliding down the thing and he's oh, he's too heavy for it and then the best part is right when he comes by I mean, he's holding his head on like it's gonna fall off or something like that Jesus. oh my Ugh. god it was a lot of fun though and the one other thing i'll add and this is the best gag that I've seen at any like stadium for any game experience, hockey, baseball, you name it. Uh, the ninth batter for the other team. So like the, not like the final batter and it's not the pitcher cause there's the DH, but just the nine spot batter for the opposing team uh, is the beer batter at this park, which means that if he strikes out at any point in the game, all draft beers are half off. That's fucking awesome. That's the so, most Wisconsin thing I've ever heard. Right. And they'll <laughs> they'll announce it. They're they're like they'll announce and like batting number batting ninth, so and so. Uh and then they'll be like, and just a reminder, fans, this is the beer batter tonight. So if he strikes out, then half price drafts or whatever, and everyone's like, Yeah. And there's hecklers that are like ruthless that are like you fucking suck, buddy. <laughs> like trying to get him to strike out. And like guys that are like, I'm so thirsty. I need a beer. Like just it's unbelievable. But That's I'll, so funny. I'll leave it at that because we got a lot of stuff to get to. But that was it was a fun time. I would be remiss if I didn't ask, thank you. If I didn't ask you about your uh, your Matt Grizzlick rant that you wanted to talk about today. Um, yeah, I mean we're going to talk about that series anyway, aren't we? Yes, we will. I can get you to it then. It? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Good to catch up. Good to have all, all of us here. I'm, I'm happy. So um, before we get into the news, just a reminder that our summer merch is on our website. You can check that out at www.emptybetters.com and go to the shop section, or you can find the link in any of our social media bios. Uh, we have been seeing people get their orders in. It turned out great. Nick, you did a hell of a fucking job on the uh, the design. So thank you very much. Of course. 
I did hear yesterday uh, the empty betters roller hockey team secured a six to three win, but it was only a four, three game with about two minutes left. Other team pulled their goalie and some of the teammates were saying, Hey, Harry, we got an empty net or do we get 20% off merch? I was like, it's not a bad promo idea. It's not, it's not. So um, go check that out. And we have some big news coming on that merch store very, very soon. We'll get into that more a little probably early next week. And before we get into the news, we also want to let you know that this segment is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. Nick, I'm toss it off to you. Yeah, but uh, before we do, I feel like I got to mention that when I was out on that deep sea fishing trip I went on and that boat was pitching left, right, up and down and, you know, everyone was getting sick. I stayed pretty cool because I had my brackish life gear on. So just got to put that out there. Like in all seriousness, no bullshit. Like their their shirts, the UV short sleeves are honestly one of the coolest things that you can wear in the summer. So I, I do highly recommend even if you're not, you know, a fisherman per se, just for outdoor activity. They're awesome. Yeah. Oh, they were awesome. And I caught a ton of fish. So coincidence, don't really think so. so. Um, Yeah. So little bit of news to get to. Uh, There's been obviously a bunch of developments with the Canadian border, uh, as is typical with Canada. It takes hockey for them to change something when it comes to their national policy. So um, basically the, where we stand now is Montreal is good to go to come to the States. And if you didn't see the greatest hockey meme of the year, of yes. the Habs logo over Borat's face saying, I go to America, then, <laughs> then please go find it because whoever did that's an absolute genius. Um, the you only just ab- hear the Borat music yes. like playing behind yes. it too and everything. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and the other little tidbit of news I wanted to talk about actually pertains to ESPN and uh, their upcoming hockey coverage. So PK Subban's going to work for the remainder of this season as an analyst on SportsCenter Uh, to cover the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And ESPN's also reportedly bringing in former goaltender and current NHL Network analyst Kevin Weeks as a studio and game analyst. They're also going to get A.J. Malesko and Ryan Callahan as analysts. And then the Turner Sports, who bought the other half, are bringing in Anson Carter, Wayne Gretzky, and Eddie Olchick. So we're starting to see what these broadcasts are going to look and sound like now. Yeah, I think these are great moves. Uh, Some good names, great people. I'm excited for next season. I really am. I think the broadcast is just going to be next level. Yeah, this is a great start. I also love the move of bringing PK on while he's like still in the NHL because um, first of all, he's on the devils. So he doesn't have to do anything. Cause he's like, you know, they don't really need to like get ready for next season. Cause there's no <laughs> point, you know? Um, but the other thing is uh, it's just good having like players that are actually still in touch with like what's going on, like in the league right now on like they've done this a couple random times like for the nhl network even um where they'll bring a guy on for a week that's already been eliminated or whatever which i think is cool um but i i also just think that's a great move to like 
bring him on ESPN like right now, basically, just because they don't know what the hell they're talking about right now and they need some help. So hopefully he can kind of situate things over there a little better. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that it's sort of like, I mean, PK is such a good personality that like we've been saying for years now that this guy's just, he can pick and choose what he wants to do with like an analyst or a broadcast move when he's done playing. So exactly. He's got a ton of confidence. So he's yeah. a good fit for it. And I think this is the first step in that direction for him. Not that he's like done by any means, but. Um, do we want to cover the award finalists? They were all announced, so. We can do award finalists. I think uh, in terms of like analysis, maybe we save that for the one of those rainy days when hockey's over and we're, you know, the endless summer of waiting for hockey to come back. And then when the award ceremony comes, you know, we can we can have something there. But yeah, sounds good. Um, so Selkie Trophy, Bergeron, what else is new? Uh, Barkov and Stone up uh, three guys that could all win that award. Did you know that Patrice Bergeron, this is his 10th nomination for the Selkie Trophy and the only other player in NHL history to have at least 10 nominees for any given trophy was Wayne Gretzky uh, for the Hart Trophy 10 years in a row. Yeah, that's nuts. Fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, Norris for best defenseman. I think this one's going to get interesting. You've got Mm. Victor Hedman, Kale McCarr, and Adam Fox. Uh, Hedman's name gets brought up with this trophy every year, deservedly so. And then the other two, I feel like it's just a matter of time before they get this thing. A lot of Fox talk. Uh, and even though the Rangers didn't make the playoffs, a lot of, a lot of Fox hype right now. And I, I, I deservedly so. I like deservedly it, but... so. For oh, no. sure. But I also kind of just want to see Ranger Sands get upset when he doesn't win it. <laughs> I think they're already upset that the Islanders are in the third round. So. I feel like the NHL <laughs> is also it's it's like a little bit of a, like a boys club, too, where it's like, OK, maybe we won't give it to right. the younger one here. And Hedman's already got it. So maybe McCarr. I don't know. Yeah. And McCarr's been in the uh, I think he's played like 70 NHL regular season games. Right. Fucking stupid like that. Uh, Vesna for best goalie. We have Vasilevsky, Flurry, and Grubauer. I believe this is Flurry's first nomination for the Vesna, if I'm not I mistaken. I read that and I was like, it that is. has to be a mistake. Yeah, well, no, it's not. Sure it, enough. It, it, so, it really is. So, all I'm going to say is Marc Andre Flurry is going to win the Vesna trophy. So, I really hope so for his yeah. sake. I think you will. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not Vazzy. Yeah. Even though he's probably they, the best they don't, goalie. They're not supposed to take into account the playoffs, are they? No. No. Uh, the Hart Trophy nominees have yet to be announced. Uh, the Ted Lindsay, which is the MVP, according to the other players in the league, McDavid, Matthews, and Crosby. Yeah. What else is new? Right. Um, that's McDavid. McDavid's going to win every award that's possible, so we'll get it out of the way here. Yeah. And it, even though the Hart Trophy nominees aren't announced, they will be announced today, probably after this drops. Uh, McDavid's going to win, so it doesn't yep. matter. Exactly. Uh, Calder for best rookie, uh, Kaprizov, Robertson, and Delkovich. Any one of those guys could win that award. I think the first two it's going to be between, though, and I think it's going to be a lot closer than we thought. Yeah, I kind of hope Kaprizov wins it. But I think he both, should. They're both great players. Yeah, I but he, Rob, I think he will. Yeah, Robertson had a great second half to the year, too. So, uh, Bill Masterton Trophy, which is your dedication to hockey, Patrick Marlowe, Oscar Lindblom, and Matt Dumba, who have all individually done different, but awesome things in the last uh, year or two so um definitely everyone there is deserving of it and then uh jack adams nominees for best coach are still to be determined are those being announced today as well harry yeah i think everything should be announced by like 3 p.m today so 
Um, we're recording this in the morning of right. June 10th. Any predictions for Jack Adams? <clears throat> Mike Sullivan. He'll be a nominee, but I don't know if he'll win. I'm sure Trotz will be in there. Trotz yeah. will be in there. I'm trying to think of who else might be in there. Did anybody make like a real push or did anybody like. Do you put like, I mean, do you put Brenda Moore in there? Eh. Yeah. 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 It's like, a, it, I'm trying to think like. It's based on the regular season, eh? So what about uh Dean Evison? Yeah, yeah that's, that's not a bad one at all. Yeah, I, I mean that's that bad. They were a lot better than everyone thought they were going to be this year. Yeah, I think Quinville could be up there, arguably. Yeah, that's a good about, one too. Um, what about um, uh, Jesus, I'm blanking on his name, John Which Tortorella. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not happening. Uh, all right, well, let's get into the series recaps and break these things down. So we've got three that have wrapped up. We still have one left that could potentially wrap up tonight. And if not tonight, is it tomorrow or is it two days games, from now? Game seven would be on Saturday, I think. Okay. Um, so let's start with Boston and New York. Uh, we all know how this one ended. It ended last night. The Islanders win this in six games. Uh, they had a monster game five win. In TD Garden, Barzell has huge games in game four and game five. The Islanders get it done. And I said this to you guys before we started recording. Last night in game six, that like, you know, Coliseum's rocking. I've never seen a Bruins team turn over and die like that in an elimination game before. Yeah, um, that that barn is nothing, <laughs> nothing to fuck around with. I mean, I was just telling you guys before we started, how cool would it be to see Vegas and the Islanders in the finals? The battle of probably the two best crowds. Uh, well, they're definitely the two best crowds remaining, but you would probably say that both of them are in the top five in like arena atmospheres. And, you know, it just adds more flair to it that this is the last season at Nassau Coliseum. And, you know, I'm sure that's taken into account, you know, how crazy fans are going. Uh, you, you know, every Everywhere you turn, Frankie Borelli's having like borderline seizures everywhere. Literally. In <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely chaos. Uh, but good for the Islanders, man. I mean, I, I did not think that they were going to do this. I think you guys both predicted that they would. I think I had the bees and um, they're just one of those teams that continue to, to prove everybody wrong year in and year out. Ever since Trotz got there, they've been an absolute wagon. Uh, it's their second straight year of going to the third round. That's absolutely crazy. And, you know, they are going to go up against the absolute heavyweights of heavyweights. And we're really going to see is what this team is made of because They've put they've beaten two very good teams up to this point. Tampa's a different animal. It's it's a whole different ball game. So I hate to say it, but I'm kind of rooting for them. I feel like you kind of have to at this point. Yeah. Um, and I, feel, it, and I feel like that's the consensus for everyone. And it's funny because all these like all the people that obviously like I'm talking to, everyone's rooting for a team in the East or in the Metro or whatever you want to call it. And like I got multiple texts last night from people saying like, "Is it bad that I want this team to win?" Yeah, they just got – they're not, like, super hyped up. You know, they, they haven't won a cup in forever. So, I'm, I'm rooting for them. And, you know, the big difference in this series compared to the Pittsburgh one that I saw is that Matt Barzell woke up. He was dead quiet against Pittsburgh. And, boy, did he fucking wake up in this series. And last night was a dominant performance by them. Shout out to Dean. Uh, Islanders adjusted puck line, minus one and a half at plus 315, I think. Uh, good, good call on that. Didn't publish it. I didn't publish anything last night for us. Cause I don't think any of us had a good feel on this, but 
nonetheless, a, a great game. I didn't get to watch it actually last night, but games four and five, especially game five, were absolutely terrific. Yeah, um, I do love the very typical New York sports crowd last night, like while it's like four to one, just abusing Rask yeah. for the remainder of second and third periods. Is well done. Too, yeah. yeah. Is this Tuca's last game as a B? I mean, there's another rumor going around about that. So, well, he might need surgery in the offseason, right? Oh, man. He might retire. Yeah. No, yeah. It's getting up um, there. I will say one thing quick. I know we're not doing previews to the next series yet, but you talk about how Tampa's a different animal. Don't forget, this is who they played last year right. in round two. Oh, I have shit. a hard time believing Trotz will lose to the same team two years in a row. I really and do. I think, like, I mean, Barry Trotz knows how to beat the Lightning. We all know that. So Wait, I would love to see a stat of the last time that the same two teams played each other in the conference finals. I don't know when that's happened. I feel like, I feel like you're more recent than you think. Like, yeah, I feel like, like it's got to be Chicago and someone, or like yeah. LA and somebody. Didn't Chicago and LA do like back to backs a couple years in a row or something like they that? They might have, but Maybe. even so, that I mean, that's like probably eight to ten years ago now at this yeah, point. True. Yeah, fair enough. I'm just thinking, like, I can't really picture in my head like what what happened. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, all I'm saying is Trotz is just the best when it comes to like looking at film and like improving his team based on it. And like, yeah. I don't know. I also, know now, now that I'm thinking about this, it's kind of stupid how many times the Lightning have made the conference finals. They did it once out of the two Penguins runs. They did it against you guys in your run. They did it last year in the bubble. They're doing it this year against the Islanders again. That's and one cup to show for it all. But yeah, but still, it's like, holy shit, that's insane. Um, What's what happens when you have Braden Point on the deal that he's on, dude? Mark, so Mark was texting me yesterday. So you can get Tampa to win the cup right now at plus two hundred. Do it, Mark, just do it. Mark texted me, says, "Dude, like you kind of have to, right?" I said, "Well, I'm not going to blame you. I mean, if you think you could double your money for what is the best team left on paper, then yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you any heartache. I would love to see what the Islanders' odds are, though, because I'd love to see what Tampa's are if they drop that. Game One." Ooh. Yeah. 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 It makes you think. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the series that was across the border, Winnipeg and Montreal. This one started with some fireworks. We had that, you know, wild Mark Shifley hit um, and he's not going to get to play another game this season. So the, you know, the jets ended up getting and he swept. Has to sit out the first two next seasons. So. Yep, exactly. So the jets who swept the Oilers end up getting swept by the Habs themselves. Are the Montreal Canadiens the hottest team in the league right now? I mean, factually, yeah. They're what? They've won seven in a row, so. Right. And in that, in that span, Carey Price has a 1.64 goals against average and a 943 save percentage with one shutout. So look out. Look here's, out. Here come Carey Price. Here is where we – We've been saying it all year, and, and Rick has made fun of us for it on the times that he's come on. Everybody shits on the Canadian division. They suck. They're the weakest. Nobody cares, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Now we really see what the Canadian division was made of because Montreal is steamrolling teams right now, and they're going to have to play Vegas or Colorado. So, <laughs> I mean, on paper, that's like a complete mismatch. They, who, regardless of which team they play, I can't imagine their series price is. It's got to be something between like plus two seventy and plus three ten or something. I was gonna say range. I wouldn't be surprised to see plus three ten. 
Yeah. So they're going to be huge underdogs. I, I don't know, Nick, do you think they stand a chance against either of those teams? Well, I think it's what you said, Mac. It's here comes Carey Price. It, this is like the classic upset recipe that this team has. Like they've got some young guys who are just, they don't like, they're not thinking too much. They're just like Cole Caulfield's just out there playing like, you know, some of his best hockey that we've seen so far. And, you know, Guys like Corey Perry are just out there mixing it up. Guys like Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli are getting big goals and stuff like that. And Hockey Emmy's had some big goals. Too. Yeah, he's been really, really good. And I mean, let's not forget that he did some time in the AHL, I think, you know, yeah. if that was this season or last season, but he's been, you know, sort of trying to find his spot and he looks good now. So it just, it seems like they could, I am still a little bit hesitant with them coming out of the North. I know we've been saying it's kind of a joke all year, but you know, it's sort of like what you said about the Islanders going up against Tampa, where it's like, this is a different animal. It's yeah. Whoever makes it out of that other series between Colorado and Vegas, those are, it was called the battle of the best for a reason. You know, those were the two best teams all season long. So I don't know. One of the things that I think people aren't thinking about in terms of this next series for Montreal is they're about to play in front of a full capacity crowd for the first time in like what, 15, 16 months. So <laughs> that's going to be a oh, big atmosphere man. change. Yeah. And then going back to Montreal, you know, I mean, I guess it's not as big of a change because Vegas or Colorado have kind of played in that empty arena for over half the year, but still dude, the bell center, that's going to be tough to walk into. If I mean, let's assume Vegas does it. It's going to be really hard to walk into T-Mobile and not get absolutely rattled off of that. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the footage of downtown Montreal after Toffoli's game four winner nuts. was nuts. Awesome stuff. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, let's move into Vegas and Colorado. So Vegas has just come out of nowhere since, I mean, I've last spoken to you guys. Uh, Colorado went up 2-0, to and Vegas steamrolled back, winning three in a row. They get a huge win in game three. You you, you knew they weren't going to go down 0-3. And actually, for a little while, it looked like they were, because I think with, like, what, like under 10 minutes to go, they were down in the third period? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was under 10 minutes, but I, they did come back in that third period, and they are a, they look great I, I think i sent you guys this article but it was really interesting because uh elliot friedman retweeted it it's an it's a article on the athletic i can't remember who the author is but it was really well written uh the last three games mark stone has quite literally shut down nathan mckinnon which yeah. is not an easy task to do but you know playoff mckinnon we've said it so many times you know he's he's him braden point you know those kind of guys they come alive in the playoffs even more so than they do already in the regular season and Mark Stone is just making his life miserable. And in game five, I mean, what a performance by Stone. He blocks the shot in overtime that leads to the breakaway, snaps it high glove. The celebration is awesome. I don't know. They made it into a GIF or GIF. I always mess it up which one it is. And he's like, like just pterodactyling through the fucking air. It's so cool. Um, but McKinnon hasn't, he's had one point in the last three games. So yeah, that's, that's just so weird for him. It is. And Landis got, I mean, Rantanen's still kind of getting his share, but Landy, McCarr, McKinnon, the last three games, they definitely look like they are human. And it's going to be really hard to go into Vegas tonight for game six and pull out a W. I'll tell you what the worst cup final scenario at this point can possibly be. And that's Vegas, Tampa Bay. Yeah. If I'm going to bed, if that happens yeah. for the entire final, I'm going yeah, to bed. Teams. yeah. Well, it's not in Tampa. It's not even like I hate them. It's just like, I don't, 
I don't want to root for them to go back to back, and I can't root for Vegas. Like it would, it, I'd have to root for Tampa, but I just wouldn't be yeah. that excited. So it's also like the two teams that have like acquired the most talent in like the last like you know four or five years. Yeah, and can afford to just pay out the wazoo for and, everybody. And one of them did it by having the rules changed for right. them. So still salty about that. Yeah, I'm, I have nothing to be salty about because. Yeah, no, I'm fully aware that you <laughs> want to stand the cup against them. I'm just saying, it seems like uh, why you, you guys, if you guys lost, then I would probably like justify the hatred of but you won. So like, I can't, I guess sometimes I maybe don't get it. Yeah. Like I hated Detroit when we lost them the first time mm-hmm. and then we beat them. I was like, okay, I still kind of don't like you, but like, I can live with it. Yeah. I don't know. You guys just seem a little holding grudges. Maybe, you know. Maybe it's the attention they get. Who knows? Yeah, they're just an annoying team, but yeah. whatever. It's like how the Seahawks get like eight Monday night football games every yeah. season. It's like, I don't care. Yeah, they're the so, Seahawks so what, of the you, NHL. You, you put a neon color on your uniform, and now all of a sudden ESPN and NBC care about you? Yeah. No. Kind of like wearing a gold helmet. Although they did <laughs> ditch those, thank yes, God. Thank That's God. why they're playing well. Yeah. That yeah. was the dumbest thing ever. Those no, are going to be like looked back on like yeah. the fucking like white shorts that the cats yes. wore. Yes. Like, literally, there's going to be a thing in like 20 years that's like, did you know that the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights wore these ugly ass yeah. helmets for like 20 games or whatever the hell it was? <laughs> One thing about game five I do want to say, did you guys see the first goal by Colorado on Flurry? where he tried to stop him. He reached across his body with the glove, and it was like a flub shot. Point eight mm-hmm. seconds left in the first one he did that. That like That's just a dagger of a goal to give up, but I think it says a lot about this team and their goaltender that you know he gives something up like that, and they find a way to win, and they come back after being down 2-0 going into the third period. So um, I don't know. what Predictions for game six. I'm going to put you guys in the spot. I'm just surprised he would cross over like that at the end of the period. He, I'm you know, is an idiot sometimes. Yeah, yeah, this, this is what he does. It's you know. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Nick. What you got? Just because I want it to happen, I'm gonna say the Avs get this thing done. I want to see it go into a seventh game. I feel like we. I feel like this series, with the hype that has been put on it, we at least deserve a seventh game. Mac. Um, well, I've been high on Vegas all all playoffs. I've been low on Colorado all playoffs, even through the season. I've been saying they're not the real deal, whatever. Um, I could have jumped ship after they were done to or down to nothing. I thought about it, uh, but I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. Instead, I hammered the series for Vegas. Yeah, so smart. Um, I think. And, and I think I texted this to you, Harry, yesterday or, or the day before. Yeah, I guess it was the day before. But I said, if Colorado loses game five at home, they're fucked because they're going to have to go back into game or in, yeah. back into Vegas and win game six. And I'm going to stand by that. I, I think it's going to be really hard for them to win in, in front of that crowd that we were just talking about is absolutely nuts. It's in Vegas tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Vegas. I think they get it done, and uh, I think we have our final four picked tonight. Um, the So it depends how much you look into stats. I was watching NHL Network yesterday. The difference between McKinnon, Landeskog, and Ranson's production at home versus on the road is like night and day. Like 80% of their playoff points so far have come at home. They have relatively struggled on the road, and, you know, they swept the Blues, so – I understand that the team didn't struggle, but 
I'm just I'm gonna have to go Vegas. I just think you know this is the time of year where people's assholes get puckered, and I think Flurry's been there, done that. I think Krubauer is a great goaltender, but maybe not as proven and doesn't have the experience. And when you got a guy like Petrangelo who's captain a team and won a cup, I think these are the moments that where they really shine. And I'm gonna have to go Vegas. I think I might actually put a decent amount on them tonight. I don't know. I'll have to I'll tweet something out later. Yeah, I'm debating it too, even though I already would make a lot of money if they win the series anyway. But yeah, you might be in a different position. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> now, if it goes seven, I have no idea. That's a whole different ball. Yeah, especially no, it's a toss up at that point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the other series that is wrapped up is Carolina versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay won that one four to one. Didn't seem to be too much of a problem for them. Carolina was able to get a Game three win in overtime, thanks to Sebastian Ajo on the power play. Uh, a wild game four. Nuts. Absolutely crazy game four. I didn't get to watch that one live. Um, I did get, I got to watch one of the Habs games in the hotel pool with some people from Montreal, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds sick. It was, so. and they were, they were super nice people, of course. Um, but yeah, eight goals scored in the second period alone of game four. Yeah, I think they said that was like the second most in a period in playoff history or something. It's so typical of a Hurricanes game to have eight goals scored in like the second period. Yeah, I was also not watching that one live. I think I was at the Brewers game with my dad, but we were following it on on our phones and like we'd give each other score updates and neither of us could believe the like (laughs) score. Like I'd be like, oh, it's one to one. And then a couple minutes later, he'd be like, it's four to two. And I was like, what? And then later are we looking like, at the same game? Right. And then yeah. later I'm like, it's six to four. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. That game was chaos. And like, I guess that's kind of the turning point because the Canes were up four to two with, I think like six minutes left in the second. And it, Nadelkovich just kind of gave up some softies. And then there were obviously some where the defense just broke down, but yeah, I think I, even though they lost in five, I think Nadelkovich played a really good series. I watched most of those games, and Tampa just poured it on. I mean, it it, it kind of sucks. I was telling my uh, my teammates yesterday, you know, how do you beat a team where, in my opinion, Steven Stamkos is, like, the fifth best player? Like, yeah, I mean, seriously. You've got Point, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, and Hedman all yeah. ahead of him. I'm like, well, that's just not fair. Like, how do you beat a team like that? No, it's like when you do franchise mode and – you know, NHL 21 and like after like 15 years and you've acquired like all these like first round draft picks and like yeah. everyone's stats for your first two lines start with nine. So yeah, it's crazy. See, that's so. why I would love, this is probably controversial, but I would love to see a guy like Braden point be the face of like Seattle's franchise or something like that. Like yeah. that would be cool. No, I get what, I get what you're suddenly saying. was like the guy on like a new yeah. team, but well, he had a monster game five. It's just you? so vintage lightning. Yeah, Vassy looks incredible. Point gets a huge goal. Vasilevsky stole two games, like quite literally. I yeah. think it was game two and game five where Carolina put up a really good fight, and he's just so fucking long and lanky and and quick. big. I feel like people yeah. forget how big that guy is. I mean, if we did get a Tampa Montreal final, that would be the battle of the two best goalies for sure. There's a lot of good goalies left if you think yeah. about it. I mean, Varlamov's yeah. the worst one left and he's yeah, a and he's playing insane goalie. He had a great season, so uh, and he's playing insane, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a legit point to ask um is Braden Point the best postseason performer over the past four postseasons because 
I think his name has to be right up there if he's not. I, I think so. I, I can't think of anyone else that's been that, so too, yeah. that consistent in that clutch and scores that almost, many like big, big goals. Yeah, almost definitely you've got to be. Yeah. I, I think what this series ultimately proved to me uh, was that, you know, Harry, you mentioned that Vassy stole two games. The Lightning are good, but they are not invincible. They're not. It just scares me because I was really big on Carolina all year. Carolina has a really good fucking team. I mean, yeah. legit, they have pro- like, they have problems though. They're they're not there yet. They're they're moving right. there, but they're moving there. They, I know they had a rookie goalie, all that shit. But like, Tampa just beat them in five games, and the one game that Carolina won was, was a coin toss. I mean, right. they, got a, they got a lucky power play in overtime, and Aho buried one. So. I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm rooting for the Isles, but Tampa, they are literally a juggernaut. Yeah, well, this will be the test, right, against the Islanders to see if – I mean, if they steamroll the Islanders, then we we know they're probably going back-to-back. Um, but I don't know. I think the Islanders could definitely give them a good fight. So Yeah, I absolutely agree. If there's one guy who I think could frustrate the Lightning and actually out-coach Cooper, I think it's Trotz. Yeah. Yep. That's he's done thing. it before. I know. And yeah. he, it's not like he hasn't played star players already. Like he gets yeah. it. So um, we'll see. I, I And like I said, the Coliseum's different. Also, if like Tampa wins the cup with this whole like little Kucherov injured reserve, 17 extra million Just dollars worth of. Annoying. Yeah. That rule's getting changed. That rule's getting changed immediately yeah. because yeah. people are going to be so up in arms. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Yeah. Like they're going to have to limit it or something. Like you can only store like five extra or six extra or something like that. Yeah. I mean, look, dude, no one knows for sure that they sat him out. I think, right. you know, it's a little bit of a, of a conspiracy theory, but it, you never know. I don't know. I feel like if I was the GM, I would do that though. Like maybe like I know it's technically still sitting your best player, but they're so good. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, I was talking about this with one of the guys on my beer league team the other day, and we were both like saying, "Yeah, I'm pissed about it," but also I would do the exact same thing. Exactly. Like of course you have to if you yeah. see that that's a rule, you're gonna go, "Oh, that's a stupid rule. Let me take advantage of it." Right. <laughs> it's competition breeds innovation. So you know. <laughs> yep. Well, um, I think that does it for all the series and we have three of the final four already determined uh nick is rocking with the abs tonight me and mac are rocking with the knights um we'll see how that goes any of the picks that come out we'll be tweeting that out later today so you can keep an eye out for that one thing i'm gonna add because i forgot i'll be real quick mac rizlik uh Oh. oh yeah we forgot about this so i mean i didn't get to watch last night's game because i was at um work but I watched all the highlights of all the goals. And did you guys see any of the goals from last night? Truth be told, I haven't watched the highlights from last night. Okay. So there's one where Grizzly gets the puck at like his own blue line. And I forget who scores the goal on this one for the Islanders, but their guy literally just like pokes it off his stick and goes around. It was Brock Nelson, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Uh, And okay. I saw that and I was like, whoa, that's like a, bush league play but like okay guy gets a pass whatever one and done like anything can happen and then like later i think i think that was to make it two to one and then the goal to make it like four to one or something like that grizzly gets the puck on his stick in the front like right in front of the net and like 
he just like panics and before he can even do anything it's in the back of the net again like literally like two just blatant blatant mistakes that can be directly attributed to him and you know i don't want to shit on anybody i know i'm not in the nhl i make mistakes too but at the beginning of the year we were talking about boston and that their weakness might be that their d just isn't quite ready to like perform on the highest Mm -hmm. level and when i saw that that's what I thought of, and I was like, okay, I get it. The Bruins were good. They were a good team, but they got exposed for their weakness in the end, and that is justice to me. So yeah. I just had to <laughs> point that out to everybody. There were a lot of a lot of Bruins Twitter crying for Tory Krug last night. I know that. Yeah, it was definitely a and Chara. I mean, those are two exactly. That's a that's a that's a you know second line D pair that they just lost, and now you got to replace them with two other guys. So. Yeah, Boston's in a weird spot. I think they're kind of like with Washington and Pittsburgh where, you you know, your best players are older. You're trying to groom up the younger guys to get to that point so you can make a serious run. But uh, I, I don't know what the future holds for the Bees. Yeah, it's also kind of a little therapeutic to go along with Max, you know, feelings of closure that like the Bruins felt like the refs were being unfair against them. Yeah, Cassidy got fined 25K for that yeah. comment. So and yeah shut the fuck up so back down exactly it's like well how did round one go for you you got like every call thrown your way so that was another one where the nhl just puts on the nun outfit and smacks it with a ruler yep big time get back in your place right um well i think that pretty much wraps up everything for this episode we just wanted to remind everyone that this episode is also brought to you by the maryland mortgage whiz if you're planning on buying your first home this year go ahead and get pre-approved and explore all your financing options with dave fritz the mortgage whiz interest rates are at a historic low and down payment assistance programs are still available stop running and put your money in a place that you can call home follow dave on instagram at maryland underscore mortgage underscore whiz for more information dave is licensed in maryland delaware and florida equal housing lender nmls number 3094 solid oh one thing i want to tell you guys did i did i mention to you guys i met um i met mark andrews yeah we saw that on your uh i think you snapped us so weird right um he (laughs) it's kind of funny so it was my girlfriend's birthday uh last friday and we went to this bar with like all of her friends called rope walk in fed hill baltimore you know we we rented out the top floor so we could have like a little like private party until 11 o'clock and then the public comes in, blah, blah, blah. So like 1130 rolls around and starting to get crowded upstairs. We head downstairs and um, one of my good buddies, he, he, we're like walking down the stairs and he punches me like right in the fucking peck. And I'm like, ow, like son of a bitch. Why'd you hit me so hard? Because everyone's had a couple, couple loosey gooseys and now you're feeling it. Like, it's Mark fucking Andrews. I'm like, what? I look down and there's just like behemoth man, like 6'6", 250, just like way bigger than everybody else. And everybody's asking for a photo and all this shit. And uh, really nice guy. You know, he was pretty, pretty down to earth. And, but you, you know, he was like, um, I, I think it was Marty. He asked, he was like, do you want a beer? And he goes, tequila <laughs> oh. like, with his eyes closed and shit. So that was pretty funny. And then here's where it gets better. So that was Friday night. The next night we go out again, just because what else are you going to do? And Marty, fellow listener, and me and Nick's college friend, goes to a different bar that night and sees him out again. No way. And this time, Mark 
called Marty over to his table because he remembered oh, him. Wow. Because Marty was like trying to like, you know, date him basically on Friday right. night. He was like, just like, I love you, I love you, I love right. you. Right. So him and Mark, I think, had like a drink together, and I, yeah, I'll I'll show you guys something funny uh, off off air, but. Now Marty and Mark are kind of like boys, so we're one step away from having Mark Andrews introduced to our friend group. Which that would be, that would be pretty sick. Get him yeah. on the show. He probably yeah. doesn't know anything about hockey. That's yeah. okay. That's <laughs> fine. He might be a Yotes fan. He's from Arizona, I think. True. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. So, like, how how do you think that happened? Because I know, like, Marty just like probably shook his hand and like stuck like a GPS tracker like in his <laughs> pants or something, so he could follow him to the bar the next night. That way, you're gonna tell us off air. Right. He probably has like a little like thumbtack with a GPS tracker. He like right. grabs. He's like, "Hey, let me tell you something." Click like, right. <laughs> right in the back of his neck. Uh, that's so cool, though. Super nice guy. Yeah, he's really, he's really awesome. It's also weird. He's 25. Mm-hmm. So like he's he's younger than me. Yeah, and he's like our age i'm, I'm like come yeah. on you know that would be kind of funny if uh somehow he got in the friend group but of course marty like dms him and he's like come on the boat like mark that was so <laughs> funny meeting you last night like oh shit i'm done ripping on marty i don't know how i just turned uh, an empty betters mm-hmm. episode into ripping on my college buddy but i did uh that's awesome though yeah cool stuff uh anything else from you fellas no can't think you, of anything. Did you guys get your summer merch yet? Not yet. Still, uh, still yeah, I'm still, yeah. still waiting. I ordered like the store, so yeah. I think it's gonna take a, a little bit. Dude, the backpack, the backpack. It looks uh, so sick. Underrated item. I know yeah. it's a little expensive. It's because it's Under Armour branded. But if you're someone who carries a lot of shit on you or like you're going to the gym after work or whatever. Or you're going through airport security and you want all your stuff in one place and you don't have to take it out of the bins like the psychos in yes. front of me. Do it's, that. <laughs> it's perfect. It's big. It's spacious. It's comfy. There's a, a bottom compartment where you can put a spare pair of shoes. I'm a huge fan. That's probably my favorite item. No joke. You know uh, why we built it with the spare compartment for your shoes is so when you take it to the tennis courts to work on your roller hockey game, you just take your shoes off and stick them right in there there you go it's perfect match made in heaven but uh Roller hockey bag nice yeah literally all right everybody uh we appreciate the support thank you for listening to this episode we're gonna wrap it up here so matt can get back to bed our boys uh our boys up early every every time lately so we appreciate it mac uh and without further ado class dismissed <laughs>